The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Nation Radio, you better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered. Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it. Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five. Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side. It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning. It's Rich, and I'm here with James. It's time to listen to One Nation. The power of This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Welcome to the February 3rd edition of One Nation Radio. It is a wonderful day. I am your host, Rich Ladder here, and I am with my co-host, James Boyd. James, what's going on, man? Not too much. About an hour away from Super Bowl. Um, you know, uh, who you got, Rich? I got me. As, as a, as, no, no, as a person that has to watch that, or NFL football for like two years, who you got? Patriots Rams. Oh, I ain't never rolling with the Patriots ever. Okay. Like? No, Rams it is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I, I'm completing year two of the, you know, not watching the Slave Bowl, not watching uh, any NFL football, you know, none of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, we got a lot to get to today. Um, I thought we kind of had a light week, but James mentioned a couple things that actually seems like we can dig a little deeper into. But first, before we get in, into all that, um, make sure you guys are rating and reviewing us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you listen to us. Make sure you tell your friends about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Uh, give us the highest ratings possible. If not, like Bo says, we going to think you some haters. Um Make sure you guys check out our friends over at powerslam.tv. Uh, the link is in the annotation of this podcast. If you are a fan of independent wrestling, they have over 4,000 hours of footage from all around the world. Use the code social suplex to get your free month's trial. And, you know, with uh, all lead wrestling popping up, they're looking for unique people that haven't been in any of the major, major promotions. If you want to get a head start on that, I'm sure they got some jungle boy on there. If you, you want to check him out, I'm sure they got other people that, you know, might be on there. So, and make sure uh, James, we got our pro wrestling tees um, store going with Social Suplex, and we just released the official first One Nation Radio shirt. James, have you seen the shirt? Yes, I've seen it. I've seen it. Um, I really, I really enjoyed the fact that like 
we still have a pyramid on our on our uh, logo. I appreciate that. Yes, yes. Uh, Shouts out to uh, Sir Mike Fergus uh, with the artwork on that. And uh, this is like our new logo kind of for a new era of One Nation Radio. You know, we're we're like kind of branching out and expanding. Uh, As always, we're we're not trying to stay in the same spot. Um, We just recently started our Patreon page uh, where I have two episodes up right now of the road to 173 and 0. That's right. We are watching Goldberg streak uh, from start to finish. Eventually, I'll have James on on one of those shows. Um, we the Goldberg thing is a blast, but um, James, did you want to tell them about any of the plans you had, or should I just keep talking quickly? Or um, I think I think we need to talk to to the schedule man first before we uh before we exactly get into that. I want to really you know uh I think we need to I think we need to figure that out first, but like. I think we'll kind of we'll have some for them by, by Tuesday for by sure. Tuesday show for sure. Yeah. Um, and Tuesday show, of course, on Lords of Pain Radio. Uh, but yeah, make sure you give us a visit on Patreon. There's two levels. Uh, one, you can just say thank you to us, and you'll get like a bonus uh, random show from here and there. We've already got some great ideas and uh, guest features lined up. Won't tell you yet, but we've also got the uh, second tier, which will get you the series exclusive shows. So be sure to, if you want to, you know, uh, give us a little taste, support the show monetarily. Uh, definitely we appreciate it uh, and make sure you guys check out all the other shows here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network of course you know we're One Nation Radio is here on Sundays on Mondays we've got the Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast along with, Wilf- with Wilford Watches sorry about that um, Tuesdays Keeping It Strong Style Wednesdays the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show all the way over from Scotland uh, Grown Men Watch This Shit comes on a bi-weekly basis usually released on Wednesdays uh, Thursday of course uh, Wilford Watches and Omega Luke once again with the double team Friday The Outsider's Edge and Saturday our brand new show all things elite they're running a um hoodie giveaway over on their twitter account and it looks like it's doing a lot of traffic so if you want to um go you know win yourself in uh, AEW hoodie check out the uh twitter page for the all elite or all things elite podcast uh from the social suplex podcast network uh let me get their their um <laughs> twitter at because even they have some dis- difficulties with it i believe it is at at elite pod i believe so um check that out and of course pro wrestling tees 1999 one nation radio shirt gets you one so um james looking at everything uh, on the list i think we've got to start with uh you know the essentially the biggest news of last week uh we touched some on it over on this on uh lop but i really wanted to talk about like dean ambrose's legacy if it, if it's if this is it for ambrose and wwe like when someone says where was dean ambrose rank like among what class of performers should we be putting him in that's a tough one um because he's someone that can work but he's also another person that will like go out there and have one of those slow motion underwater and a pool powder puff uh matches um it kind of it kind of he kind of was a person that perform to the moment or to, you know, what he was expected, expected of him. Right. So there are moments where he has like the Seth and, and Dean matches where they're basically, they're basically trying to put on matches to pro- propel themselves both to the main, into the main event. There are also matches where, you know, he's on the cusp and he's actually the, you know, the title challenger, like uh, the uh, roadblock match with triple H, triple H, which, you know, was better than 
you know, the match Triple H had in the main event of WrestleMania 32 with the golden guy. So, um, or the golden boy, one of the golden boys, whatever. So, uh, you know, there was, and there was also moments where, you know, there was stuff to where like this circumstances are outside of his control, how well he could perform, but also like even things that he could control, they weren't off to the best thing. Like I would say as somebody that I feel like he's a person that was almost continuously more over than his push. Um, Except for probably this run, he's always been more over in his push. Um, you know, the Shield was the most successful thing that WWE has, you know, done long term since I don't know, um, maybe Rock Cena, um, the first time around, right? Um, as far as building that match for a full year, um, I mean, you can also include Daniel Bryan's run uh, from SummerSlam 13 to WrestleMania, um, but it's it's among one of the better, and also Becky the Becky Lynch thing we're doing right now. Uh, but it's, but he's he's somebody that like, regardless of the fact that he's leaving, I almost feel like I'm almost feel like he's definitely is coming back at some point, whether to you know, whether he doesn't come back and wrestle another match, but like he's definitely coming back and welcome back to be a Hall of Famer and all the other stuff they lay out for him um, as a promo guy in the future, five, ten, fifteen, twenty years from now. Um, I, he's kind of somebody that's been. Um, it's kind of one of those guys who talk about like, all right, well, you have all the part timers because they were starting from a different era. What happens to the guys now that aren't getting their time to shine on these main cards and big spots? And the you know the 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 sad pessimistic uh, thought is, all right, well, the guys that are kind of being cut off right now on the back end, once their their, their primers pass, they'll be the guys to be the main eventers in for the next era. And he's one of those guys. Like, he's a guy that, like, you know, he's not Seth. He's not Roman. Um, he's not He's not AJ or Brian. He's the next tier below that. And, like, you know, they'll come by or come through, and people will still think of them as stars compared to the guys, you know, years from now that, that also won't be getting over because the TV will overexpose them in the booking. Um, that'll be, you know, he'll be gone for a certain amount of time, and he'll be back, and then he'll be he'll have more control over, you know, things he's allowed to say. So, He'll be able to come across more of a star compared to even now, um, but you know I, I, I have a hard place on like putting him on a, on a tier as far as like the all-time grace. He's not that. Um, I would say he's one of the better quality mid-card guys we've had. Um, you know, over this you know this run from like since we started back watching in 2011, um, and he's somebody that you felt like was overqualified for that spot. Um, he's so in that, I think that's that's kind of where we put it. I always, I always thought he was in that weird gray area between he could wrestle in the main event, but he yeah. was not the main event. Right. Um, and right. if he has a mid car belt, it's like he's way bigger than that. He's a um, right. classic case right. of being like a versatile utility guy, and I think ultimately his best role like would have been as a heel, but they they never got the the potential that could have been reached with that uh because right. we saw him as right. a heel in the shield and it was awesome um yes. and, and he never got to really do that at, on a main event level and he was in the wrong alignment for essentially like his entire solo run uh right. from 2014 forward yeah which is something that, like is happening to also if you look over at like sasha manx for uh you like okay Correct. that's another person that should have been a heel but they kept as a baby face because reasons Right. And looking at Ambrose, it's like he has the trophy case, but in modern Mm -hmm. WWE, how much does that really mean? Um, And and it really comes down for me about them not wanting to ever commit to him 
at the right time. Uh, he always ran into the wrong. He was in, like Ziggler in the case. He always gets hot on the wrong the wrong time. And in Ambrose's case, he would often get hot at the right time. He'd be peaking in WrestleMania season, and then it's just yeah. like we have nothing for you, or we're going Plans. to we're we're going to embarrass you at WrestleMania. Uh, we're going to remove you from WrestleMania. Plans. We're going to put you in a ladder match at WrestleMania with uh, <laughs> seven other guys in it, or six Twice. other guys in it. Twice. Um, it, it, it was disappointing to see, like, because Ambrose is a guy, like, we know a couple people that are that are just crazy over this guy. And, right. And f- for them, it's like, I wouldn't feel like Ambrose's career is complete. Like, even though he's he's done, done it all. He's been the world right. champion. He's been right. the Intercontinental champion, the U.S. champion, the tag team champion. There's so much that was left on the table with Dean Ambrose. And not only Ambrose, so many of the guys that have been around this era. And yeah. I think in Ambrose's case, this is not burnout. This is being tired of creative. And he has... He still has the fire. We saw it on Monday night before that story dropped. What Dean Ambrose could be when he was talking to Triple H, when he was talking with Seth Rollins. This guy has plenty of value. It it, it, it ultimately felt like there was still stuff left on the table for, for him at a higher level. But for whatever reason, they never trusted him to go get it. Yeah, I, I will say this, though. If there ever were a time for someone in his particular spot to leave before he, you know, tilts over that peak from to, you know, there's really nothing for you. There's really not much for for us to do with you right now. Slash um, you're kind of tiring to the fan base, even though he just came back after nine months. And the then, time will be then, right, then the you got to keep, right. keep in mind all the NXT dudes that are going to keep coming up behind him. And he's going to be right. big homie soon. Right. So. Yeah, I would say like the timing is probably this is probably a perfect time for him to right around now it's time for him to leave and come back or whatever else later or whatever happens because I mean we we've seen it with you know like the likes of Jericho kind of like showing like when I have no purpose on TV then I need to go away and then like I'll come back another time and I'll figure something out along the way um, and that and that's and that's been to the betterment of Jericho's career. And if that's a, and that's an idea or, or, you know, if that's an idea that he or something that came across his mind, I think, you know, I think it was wise because, um, you know, would you if they consider, don't have if they don't have w- would you consider Ambrose like a Jericho of this era or yeah, I mean, or like a million dollar man of this era or like a Mr. Perfect <laughs> level or Rick Rude level guy of this era, like, yeah, like or, or is he above th- that? Somebody that's totally qualified to be um, somebody that's totally has the um, the chops for it for the for the uh, top spot, but like just hasn't been given it. You mean that sort of thing, right? Um. Okay, so you know there are the the types like the, the Sams or LFP, and there's also like a um, someone like a that think you know that, that spot is something he could achieve, and then there are all people that are like um, like Finishell that think that like nah. Like this is where this is why he, need, he deserves to be at because of X, Y, or Z, whatever reason is, and some it comes down to he has been pushed well, therefore like it can't be WWE's fault. So, um, <laughs> I, I I see points for both of them because like when Ambrose is on, he absolutely he absolutely feels like a top guy. When he isn't, he feels like just like you know the hacky comedy goofy shit, you know whatever prop comic 
like you see why like that's just not a that's not a top of the card spot for him even though like he's more over than what they're giving him to do on tv that still doesn't matter like that's not that's not it so i i definitely i definitely feel that i just he's in I that weird wonder, gray wonder, area yeah yeah i feel like after 2016 um after 2016 i kind of felt like he almost he kind of like go to rope right like the 2017 thing with, with, with Rollins, as far as um, the story of actually getting him back over as a babyface, uh, uh, Rollins over as a babyface, and people actually fought, found sincere and people wanted to root behind, and that whole storyline was like, this was one of the best things they did on TV. Um, but, you know, as far as a single, Rock, Ambrose did feel kind of, after, after that Miz feud in 2017, like he did kind of feel toast as a single. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we thought he'd be rejuvenated with the, with the heel run, but like, and then you see, you go go and watch the, the the Chronicle thing, and he's incredible on in Chronicle. Mm-hmm. And but I, I felt like they, I felt like they took all the they they not all the starch out of him when they did the whole like I'm not giving you a real reason for why I turn. Like the reason is there is no reason. That'll be the heat and um you know the the wrong and like just to make it overly fake with the whole you know the inclusion of you know. The, the the Roman stuff, you know, instead of just alluding to it, actually like going really going into it and saying like, yeah, I'm so evil that I'll say that a guy that just beat up some people deserves to you know deal with cancer because of God. It's like that's it, it was just a, it was a bit too much. Like y'all, you know, um, so that 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 immediately hurt him. And then you know the match it just wasn't. And then you know a lot inoculations and you know yeah we we got um, weeks and weeks of coverage of yeah. like the descent of uh his heel character yeah it's just he was clearly like that is not a top heel that is a, that's a mid card heel like they 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 gave him they gave him main event angle and then immediately made uh, weeks after that the weeks following preceding that um they immediately just turned that into just a, he's a mid card guy and um that's where we that's where we are at and you know I Given that you know there is no Roman, there is no Cena, like it's not really the time to be doing that. You know, um, time should be it should be ready for him to you know try to move up a level and and, and keep the the seat warm until somebody else comes up to try to take his spot. But they didn't see it as that because they look at Dean Ambrose the same way they I feel like they look at like a bunch of guys just like you know when we signed you. And Vince shook your hand, looked at you in, in Gorilla the first time. He slotted, <laughs> he slotted you, and regardless of how much information you've been um, you've been given to prove that like somebody's beyond that, Vince ain't really coming off of that. Like, sure, he'll he'll have Daniel Bryan go out there and save his, his main event, his, save his WrestleMania, whatever else. But they'll still beat his ass every single week, right? right. Um, he'll get convinced that Rey Mysterio should win a title at uh, WrestleMania, but then they'll go out there and beat his ass every week. Um, you know, that's kind of that's kind of how this is, and you know, unless things until things change or whatever else, we're going to be in a situation where guys are going to be on the cusp, and then they don't break through, and we'll be left to wonder why that person broke through or why they didn't. And a lot of it's going to come back to Vince met that guy five years ago, and he never changed his mind on him, never, <laughs> regardless of how good he, his job, his, how good his television segments were, regardless of you know how much the crowd enjoyed him or whatever else it is what it is and i mean i think ambrose is going to end up in that 40 to 50 range like if if we cut him off right now like that's that's his destiny at this moment 
Top 40, top 50 all-time of WWE? Yeah. I mean... It's like, I mean, I, I never really I never really thought of it in those terms. Like, who are the people in that 40, 50 spot? So, for... I, I'm looking at the Doc Chad Matthews' um, right, 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 right. book here. So, WrestleMania, yeah. So, looking at where it cuts off on the Bret Hart wrestler score, right? Um, right. At, at 30 is like Goldberg, right? And that's like, um, I, would you put him over Goldberg? No, he didn't draw like that, no. And also in the era where he, there, there are no such things as draw, so no. Right, and like, so that automatically drops him underneath. So. Like Goldberg like Goldberg in the hottest period of wrestling history was the second biggest draw in the, in the world. Hmm. Okay, so let's see. Yeah, right now, Ambrose, I found him in the second chapter. So I think Chad actually has him in the 60s, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So, and what year is it? Was this 2015 when he did re-edition? This is the one that has the WrestleMania 32 cover on it. Okay, so it's two years ago. So, I, I mean, he's he's won it. So he wasn't a champion by that point in time. He wasn't the, the, the world champion. He didn't have a feud with AJ. They had the great matches. Um, and he, and he, so like you have to tack that on, so he should be above wherever he is right now. He's actually added to that, and then you throw in the the Rollins um, saga where they reunited. So yeah, like he's done two great things since then. And you can also add three things if you want to add the mids and the IC matches um, or whatever. So really, three things over those two years since, like three great stretches of of, uh, of really good work. So right now, actually, he has he had Ambrose last time at number seventy two. So okay. I, I think he jumped somewhere in the forty to fifty range with all those um, things that were added on. Okay. Um, and for that guy, he probably had top late late twenty potential, maybe. I mean, it's really hard. Um, yeah. I, I would say that I would say somewhere. He, I would say like he, if you'd asked me where his career would have ended up, I would have said somewhere around like the forties, mm-hmm. like in the four, like low forties, high high thirties, somewhere like that. Yeah, right. Uh, someone that has a career that is not in the top forties. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett has made his return oh to the World Wrestling Federation. My God. So, this was not just a one-off at the Royal Rumble. This was not just him going in the Hall of Fame last year. This was Jeff Jarrett finessing his way into a battle in a wrestling landscape where people are looking for minds. They're looking for experience. And they're looking for names. They're looking for anything that can potentially make a motherfucker look. Right? And who who happened to show up at just the perfect time? Old J E double F J A double R E double T. He came out at the Royal Rumble in the suit, looking crazy with Elias, and they turned Elias heel for this guy. Feels like it, doesn't it? Yes. I mean, there was no, there was. Okay, so remember. <laughs> You remember this? Remember that Jay Z and Too Short? It was, was all good just, just a week ago. ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, so, on Monday, he's a baby face. I lost to Corbin. And then all of a sudden, he shows up. He insulting the, the, the fans at, in Phoenix about their baseball right. team. He just shows up and just decides to just kill, you know, he, shit on them for, for God knows what reason. He, the crowd stood behind it because they're not just like, wait a second, why is he? 
I thought we were past that. And then he, and then Jeff Jarrett comes out, and we got to make Jeff Jarrett the baby face. I Boy. Mean, whatever. Um, so from there, Jeff Jarrett, in his infinite uh, quest to to finesse, shows up. No, 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 no. no. We got we got to talk about it. What did he come out wearing at Royal Rumble, Rich? This man came out wearing the straps. He came yeah. out looking like it was 1995. Bro, where was I, I'm shocked he didn't wear the the the, the black the blinking glasses and, and the in the other big hat like the oh the, the flashy God. coat that that went with the joint. Which Jeff Jarrett look did you prefer? Did you like the Aztec Jeff Jarrett back in the day or? <laughs> Did you like? Did you like that? The late '97 Aztec Jeff Jarrett, like that's a, that's a, that's a slap nuts and giving people the best hits. Yes. Or did you like the Jeff Jarrett like with the silver like cut off shorts about mid leg and, and he had nothing on top and with the short hair? Did you like that Jeff Jarrett? I can't with you right now, man. I can't did you do this. did you like WCW Jeff Jarrett where he oh. had the straps that was all white, the long hair, and it was like feathered and all that? Like which Jeff Jarrett was the one? I'ma go with the I'ma go with like the, the early vignettes when he's on the horse out there and he's basically looking like he's basically looking like country Ric Flair. That's that's <laughs> That's, I'm gonna go with that one. I'm gonna go with that one. Yeah, I'm so, gonna go with that one. Jared comes out in the gray and black joint. This doesn't look like any of the old ones that I ever saw him wear. But apparently, that's like a, apparently that's like a callback to either something he wore at a WrestleMania, like WrestleMania 11, I think. I'm gonna have to look that up. Um, yeah. yeah, but he he finessed himself into not only you know a couple of appearances on television. He's working for WWE in a backstage uh, capacity, and you know everyone that says that works with Jeff Jarrett loves him. He, get, he can recognize talent. He can spot, you know, dudes who are going to be next, like AJ Styles, different things like that. But th- he came out here, he did a song last Monday. No one knew the words, as you mentioned on the show last week, right. James. Uh, Not a soul. They got him in a program with Elias. The Road Dog is here, and it has been announced. If you guys have, if you guys hear this before Monday Night Raw, you know, I don't know everyone's listening schedule and everything like that, but Jeff Jarrett has been announced in a match. Match, James to compete against Elias with yes. the Road Dog as his manager. Yes. Who pitched now, this? Did the I Road Dog pitch this? I, I I would hope not, considering that, like you know, in WWE lore, the Road Dog became a much bigger star than Jeff Jarrett ever was in WWE. So or WWF at the time. So that's kind of funny. Like this dude was this dude was the roadie. Correct. And then this man turned into one half of one of the greatest tag teams in WWE history. Meanwhile, Jeff Jarrett was like, you know, he's out there, he's out there, you know, crashing, uh, beating women. <laughs> like he's out here, he's out here crashing towards against women's heads. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's not what I was getting at. You knew where I was going. Yes. Yeah. So, and you know, and also like host sticking up Vince for bread, bro. What was it? A hundred thousand? A hundred thousand. So supposedly, yeah. supposedly, maybe a little more. Um, but Jeff Jarrett, he will never lose. Apparently not. How how does he come back from this? Like, so well, he's going to be wrestling I, Elias. Like, where does it go from here, James? Like, like, how? Where does this? Where does it end? I mean, hell. Can right? he hold a championship again? Oh hell no, no. We're not doing that. Like, I think I think they're doing this to try to get over the uh, this new turn or whatever else. But the thing is like. You did the turn quietly, and now you're like you're doing this 
thing on the back it or, or later loudly as opposed to normally it's the other way around like you know you're supposed to whatever whatever like you can't it, it it's this thing came out of nowhere like like I, I i can't wait to find out for sure it's like okay so yeah in fact they just want to do something with jeff jerry to kill some time to eat up some minutes on raw and they decided to like they are turn, pre-advertising turn, this Let's just turn. Let's just turn Rollins. or sorry, Elias Hill, because no matter what we do with him, he's always going to be a bottom of the hour type of guy anyway. Yeah, they are advertising this. They are thinking this is about to draw ratings. They are. Do they? Do they? Do they really? I mean, if they put it out ahead of time, I feel like they they want to try to get someone to watch rather than just doing it on the show. Okay. Let, let's do this. You've interacted with literally. Hundreds, if not thousands, of uh, of wrestling fans over the years, right? Right. Name me one of them that that says name your favorite wrestlers, not favorite wrestler, favorite wrestlers, pure, plural. And Jeff Jarrett ever makes the list? Has it ever happened to you? I I feel like people have had a small appreciation for Jeff Jarrett that I've seen. Oh, oh yeah, like Chad. <laughs> what up, Chad? <laughs> like like Chad. Oh, <laughs> uh, but besides that. Caleb, maybe Caleb likes that. I don't, I don't know. That's no, no, troll no, no, shit no, or what? No, no, like? no, that's, that's not. I'm not asking you the same thing. I'm asking you. I'm not asking you if these people. If there are people that like the Jerry. Clearly, there are. Otherwise, this man will keep getting opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Outside of you know who his daddy was and and all things that come with that. But what I'm asking you is, how many people have you ever heard that you could almost know that you know for sure would be like favorite wrestlers? And then he would be including that in that whatever list, however long it is that they come up with. Because I can't think of one. Do you think any of our homeboys remember Jeff Jarrett if we brought him up? Oh, that, our non wrestling fans? Yes. Fuck oh, no. What does he do? What do you do? <laughs> you like? Oh yeah. Do you remember the guy like during the mid during like the mid nineties when there was like you know Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart or whatever else? And like there was a guy that was wearing um, the straps. Like maybe. Maybe they, you know how they would know him? They'd be like, oh yeah, the, the guy guitar. that road. They'd be like, road dog. Remember when road dog was a roadie? Oh yeah, I'm like, yeah, I kind of remember that. You know who he was roadie for? They'd be like, nah. <laughs> that's how they'd be like, nah. So that's yeah, how you man. know. That's how you know. Yeah, man. I, I don't. Like, I don't think anybody would say Jeff Jarrett was one of their favorite wrestlers. I, I don't. Quick question. Quick question. I is haven't road, seen. It. Is the roadie? I'm oh, sorry. Is uh the roadie transforming into Jeff? into uh the road dog jesse james is that like our uh childhood's version of like batista like when he went from being like with with, with the deacon the, like the deacon gimmick with uh with your boy uh i think dudley look i think from devon all the way to coming you know the animal i, I think the same thing? I, I think it's i think it's the same idea i think batista obviously went to a whole oh, other yeah. level with oh, it yeah, was, but it, it's absolutely. the same yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, same yeah. rough idea it's the same concept similar yeah. concepts all i mean yeah yeah Oh, man. Jeff Jarrett, he is back. The finessing knows no end. This man really wants to win the award. He doesn't want it to be named after him anymore, James. He wants a piece of the pie. He wants a trophy sent to him. He wants the tweet. He he wants the recognition, James. You know what this is like? 
this is like this is like Jerry Rice's like first few Raiders years. We're like, he's the greatest of all time. What else can he do to top that? And all of a sudden, like he goes out, leaves the Niners, and then becomes a Pro Bowler again <laughs> on the other side of the bridge. It's like that. It's like, hey, how is this man still hey, doing this hey, in his late thirties? Or you know, what I'm saying like, how does this man like make another chapter of for himself? A Hall of Fame finesse that keeps adding quality years on the back end. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable! Yes, this is like this is 80, what is this? This is like what 85, 85 Kareem? Unbelievable! He he go he wins another Finals MVP uh, yeah. against all odds at thirty eight years old. You know, yes, sixteen years removed from his first championship and shit like that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Look, this is the bullet in the chamber of finessing. Like this is the last oh stand. This is Tim Duncan in Game Seven of the 2013 NBA Finals, or 2016, <laughs> or excuse me, Game Six of the 2013 NBA Finals. No, remember Game Seven? He was great too. They just ended up losing. Correct. Correct. Yeah, we it, thought that was a bullet in the chamber game until so I find out. Oh yeah, I got one more too. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> J- Jeff Jarrett, he will never, like, bro, uh, the finessing is unparalleled. Um, yeah, unbelievable. Speaking of finessing, so, um, you know. Oh, it, wait, 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 wait. Can you do, can you do the Jeff again? The, the spelling? J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T. Jeff Jarrett. Oh, okay, so I asked you to do it one more time because... We were in a we were in the thread, uh, the social suplex thread yesterday, and I don't know why my brain did this, but Simon had, had did the spelling, <laughs> and, and, it, and in my damn whacked out nineteen nineties R and B brain, it immediately went from J E double F to they called me U S H E R R A. Well, I am O N D. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, just, I just wanted to mention that for y'all. Like that, that's oh, that's where my brain goes sometimes. So speaking of finessing, um, there is a big debate uh, going on right now about if Charlotte is going to finesse her way into the three way um, against Becky Lynch Becky. and mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey for the main event of WrestleMania. And I saw this post that um, it was it was the WWE WrestleMania twitter account so they they did the announcement becky lynch versus ronda rousey every comment as far as the eye can see as far as i scroll down don't add charlotte same comment same general idea if Hmm. you had this program right if Mm -hmm. if you had it go as well as it did monday night right Mm -hmm. what is even the argument to fuck with that. The argument for it has nothing to do with the television you're watching right now. The argument has to do with um, after and also um, historical. Like they, uh, Yeah. I, yeah. I, I would say this. If you're trying to make if the idea is uh, for once in your sorry, miserable lives, y'all are trying to, or for, or since the rock left you anyway, y'all are trying to make legitimate stars. Um, if you go back to last year, and this is the thing we talked, I talked about on um, the recap of uh, WrestleMania 34. And I said to you, like, before I left, I was like, the only thing they did well was they made Charlotte like a star and they made Ronald like a superstar. And if you transition that into turning that into the main event of WrestleMania next year, more power to you. 
um, because those are two things that you did well on this show. Everything else was, yeah, or just bad. So uh, flash forward to now, if you want to continue among that, where Charlotte um, has had two of the, have had the best match at WrestleMania, two of the last three uh, editions of WrestleMania, you throw her into the main event. Um, she is clearly the top. She's clearly the ace of the women's division. Um, Raw and SmackDown combined. Um, if if you want to say, hey, we're throwing you in here, and um, either you're taking the L or um, or you're just saying you're whatever it is, you're not winning. Five ten or a year, two five years from now, you can always say and go back to we man evented uh, WrestleMania uh, for the first time with women. And Charlotte was in it, and she was also the top star. And um, she's also our top star for that time um, amongst women. And we can go from there. And if you, you know, with the fact that Becky blew, and she also helped Becky get over. Like you can say what you want to about Becky or Roman and everything else. What you can't say and what you can't ever take from them is she did she did job after job to get Becky Lynch to the point to where she's at, where she's white hot. And Roman Reigns took, did, got his ass whooped over and over and over again to get Braun Strowman white hot too. So you can say whatever you want to about this, that, and the third about them or whatever else. But at the end of the day, they got two people that people really they, they made two they helped make two stars. Uh, in regards to whatever anyone has to say, like granted, um, Becky did a whole hell of a lot to get herself uh, to where she is now, and so did Braun. But it also you also need some people to help you out. Or, or whatever else, and put, you know, look up at the lights for you, and those two did that. So going back, my point is, um, if there are ideas to actually make stars, you throw Becky in there, you throw um, Charlotte in there, and Ronda's still around, or however, whatever her role is with the company after WrestleMania 35, and you have two WrestleMania main eventers, and it'll be the, I think, they will be the first, they'll be the third and fourth people, third, fourth, and Ronda will be a fifth person to main event of WrestleMania. Um, I'm sorry. They will be the fourth, fifth, and possibly six people to wrestle to main event of WrestleMania and and debuted on with the company after 2002. Good God. So like look, at that, after hearing after knowing something like that, it's like the more America is it's Miz, is Brian, and it's um and it's Roman. That's it. Wow. And Cena, after 2002. When did he debut? Uh, oh, my debut Sorry about that. Yeah, 2002. Sorry about that. Yeah, um, like, or, like all the OVO guys uh, uh, debuted in 02. Got you. Now, that just makes me ask. I'm sorry. Why, I said OVO. Yeah, you I, did. I, meant, oh, I was, was going to let it slide. Sorry. I was going to let it slide. No, 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 no. We ain't so, doing that. It's so, still... It, Still checks over stripes though, but no. I'm, Correct. I'm still, uh, <laughs> is this a once in a is this a once in a lifetime thing? Like, why is it this the only one? Like, why why can't Charlotte just do it next year? Like, why can't like is it? Do, do they feel like they're gonna miss the window with this thing, or is this like a like a novelty act that they want to do? Do, do they want to just say, hey, we put the women in the WrestleMania? Because I don't feel like that. I feel like they're the hottest thing going. I feel they like are. like Becky and Ronda. Like what they did on Monday night, that is every as I mentioned, that is every great money drawing segment for a big match that you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. That you cannot take that away from them. Now right. <clears throat> the the thing is, it's like, okay, if they run Becky versus Ronda, right? Why mm-hmm. why is it such an indictment 
to like to say or why why couldn't charlotte be like all right i'm gonna get it next year and that legitimately be on the table well for one we know that like that kicking down the can to next year is how people just decide up and leave right i mean (laughs) right like yeah so but let's 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 just move beyond the cm punk point let's let's just talk about it in this terms right when you're that close you never know what happens next year Correct. Next year you can be fucking hurt. Next year you could you could be in a you could be in a wheelchair. Um yeah, that you also have a point to where as you said, they are the most over thing in the company. How long how long do things last in this company long term with things staying over super hot? Right now in this era. It don't look well for all we for all we know, for all we know, like Ron is a couple more promos from 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 fucking everything up. <laughs> you know? So like it would be my idea to keep Charlotte and Becky away from each other for a year and then see, and then bring them back together uh, to start next year and, and see where it's at. Like, have we ever asked Charlotte to, to get herself hot? Have we ever asked her to do anything or these things? Or have they just like no. put her in these positions to like be so much more dominant than literally everybody? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of how we push people now. Like we don't have them have these, I mean, we have them have these moments, but like it's never, <laughs> It seemingly is never, or feels the way it's like never. Somebody is giving the ball, they knock it out the park, left and right, left and right, left and right. Like the fan base behind them, the companies behind them, and everybody and everything's working all together. It's always, you know, either somebody's firing on all cylinders uh, as far as creatively, as far as what they're doing um, by stuff that they're doing on promos and matches, or in either a the crowd is behind them or be the companies behind them, but it's never all three things at once. Right. Right. So, and I think in Charlotte, um, Charlotte's case, it's almost a, a, and she's like consistently good. It's almost like you look up and then it's like, Oh, Charlotte did this, 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 and this, but it never like felt like it in real time. It's a little bit of like Tim Duncan type thing. She's never been a, well, she's never been a, the thing is she never had a character that, that felt that stood out as dynamic or anything else. She just always came off as, whether she was big face or heel, she came off as she came off as smug, right? And that's a great that's a great quality to have as a as a heel. But the thing is, they've been pushing her to be a baby face, every, you know, for more or less ever since two thousand years or now. ever since she got, got showed up on SmackDown. So, you know, that's how you end up in a situation with the creative Becky thing. It's like. This stuff, this stuff didn't happen in a vacuum. This happened in specific situations. All created this. Like people were tired of Becky. Lo- people were tired of Becky losing. People were. Uh, people saw that Becky got a win streak. That there's no way they knew how well how how long that win streak was going. They saw the writing on the wall. People saw like, oh my God, they're going to turn her heel for Charlotte's unsympathetic ass. And people, you know, they rejected the heel turn. And they changed course, and good on them for changing course. But um, I would Lord. say maybe, maybe, maybe no, maybe like you know, follow the follow the story that you're trying to tell, uh, you know, and go and actually, you know, realize what story you're really telling. So, um, I, I think that I will say this: there are pe- plenty of people um, that uh, think that Charlotte has been has been overpushed. Cause she, I mean, or whatever else, but. 
I think everybody at the least respects her as a respects her as a star, right? right. I don't think there's many people. There ain't too many people on the internet that are out here crazy talking about you know Star Charlotte's trash. Like, uh, unless you're like oh. you know you're you're off on an island somewhere. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like she came to too many times. Had too many good matches for you to be out here, you know, saying that kind of ridiculous stuff. So. Um, I just don't. I just don't, don't know if she, I, where, where she fits in here. Like it just feels yeah, like mean, they're like like Becky saying they're about to right, shoehorn right. Charlotte. In a, in a perfect in a perfect world, yeah, that feel like because they realize they have this opportunity with Ronda there for for this time and this only time we know for sure that she's going to be back or at a WrestleMania. They feel like they need to get all the stuff in, and I don't blame them for feeling like let's try to make two stars instead of just one star because though because uh, the one star that would be in it is somebody that we didn't actually pick five years ago right so um my i think what i'm worried about is um or from from my perspective is it's not called for it's unnecessary and then you look at who the smackdown champion is right now like there is no reason for me personally there is no reason for them if i was booking this thing Rhonda, becky y'all got it y'all got the main event charlotte um, we need you and Oscar to to have another match because we need you to um, we need you and her to have another match like y'all did last year. We'll give you more time. It didn't work out. You got somebody. You fucked around and got somebody over, and they end up getting more over than you, <laughs> right? Um, and and then and then's be and then's be the break is you know it's not it's 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 you know it's not a charity case. It's you know um, and then we go from there and then we'll, we'll have a crack at it and you have yourself another solo match on WrestleMania. They gonna tell and Charlotte we'll they or one. Say again. They gonna tell Charlotte they or one. Oh, like CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm saying like if I were them, that's how I would treat it, right? Right. Um, now, me personally, you know, I, I said this for you for weeks. Like, whatever they do, I'm good with because if they add Charlotte to the match, then I feel I feel like the match could be better. Do I think that the match goes from? Being already matched, you are always going to be very, very good. To all of a sudden, it's going to be like a damn five star classic. No, um, but I think that she will add to the match because she is a better wrestler than Ronda at this point. But as far as from a storytelling perspective, there there are things she does add between you know all the stuff they did to each other between her whooping um, Ronda with the, with the cane at, at Survivor Series and also her long standing feud with with Becky. Um, my thing is, I don't know if I don't know if Charlotte can, with the mic, get herself on the level that those two women um, put themselves up to on Monday because that was excellent. That was everything you want out of pro wrestling, and you know, honestly. Charlotte has been far and few between on the very good promo uh, uh, things. Like, you know, like, I'm not saying she can't do it. I'm just saying that I have, there's nothing that I've seen to let him believe that. What you're saying is. She is going to do it yet. I would like to see it. Like Monique. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I, would love, I would love to see it. Like, I mean, look, man. Charlotte, Charlotte ain't but the mic right now. Or let me phrase that. She's great at everything but the mic right now. If she grades her games at level, she ain't got to worry about trying to be shooting her into WrestleMania because she has potential to WrestleMania to main event the next five WrestleManias uh, if she gets if she steps that part of her game up. Am I am I wrong in saying that? I think that might be a bit much, but um, just, just seeing the change in landscape. No, 
but no, I'm saying like if she steps up her game on the mic as a character, there's no reason to say that like it's impossible for like her window for WrestleMania to being in a WrestleMania main event, it would be five years. Right, right. Or basically until she I thought you said, like, I, yeah, I thought you said like she could main event the next five in a row. I'm oh, like, no, no, uh, no, 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 I don't know. There was only one of those, no, no, no. like or two yeah, of those. Yeah, <laughs> like... yeah no, nah, I wasn't saying that. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So uh, I think that's a good place uh, to leave it on that. So uh, yeah. I, I kind of have this one written down like the state of Daniel Bryan, but this might be like something to kick down the road a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, they did align Eric Rowan with him. They had him pull out this hemp championship belt. Uh, he's coming off the worst like title match that he's probably ever had on pay-per-view uh, with AJ, like how it went over in the building and – yeah. Meltzer ended up giving it like two point seven five. Like, this is not what I, what what I signed up for. Like, and Joe Lanza brought up a, a a good point on Voice of Wrestling. Like, is this thing jumping the shark? Like, did, this thing is it about to be? Is he going into like a, a cartoon character level uh, with the you know? the the uh vegan earth friendly stuff is it is is it about to jump essentially and i don't yeah, know i mean cuz i would say i think we're i think we're probably like 2 or 3 weeks away from it starting to feel like a mid card gimmick right um as opposed to i think that it's not going to help him in this build up because there's nobody for him to focus on as far as like him basically like getting laser focused on saying like we have distinct differences between me and you AJ and you're on that side. I'm on this side. And that's the reason why we're butting heads. And that's the reason why I don't like you. And that's the reason why, like, you know, I decided to turn evil to take this belt from you or whatever else. Um, now that there's going to be five of people to focus on, like, I think he's going to start looking more towards himself. And once you start doing that with him and what he's doing, it's going to, it's gonna it's gonna shine some of that stuff you're talking about to light. Like this ain't no main car. This ain't no main event gimmick. Like right. he's doing right. it as well as you possibly can, but it's not a main event gimmick because this is stuff that you put on the undercard or somebody beats that person on the way to get to the, the real or get to the shot. Yeah, and I think I might yeah. have wrote in my column and probably expressed on in some type of podcast form early on when they first turned him heel. I was like, this cannot for no pun intended consume him this cannot be be the whole thing this has to be you know part of what he's doing this cannot be the whole thing but i i think when they pulled that belt out it's like a lot of people laughing a lot of people say how much they love the thing a lot of people saying yeah this is cool this is like i don't know man it's it, it i don't know if this is the reaction they're going for and then he gets himself booed And it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, and I'm just like kind of, I'm watching it from afar, like with the Daniel Bryan thing, because that's just like such a, like just such a a point of contention of how much it pisses me off that they fuck this thing up repeatedly to the point where this ended up happening. Now, when I'm watching it, it's like, well, what can it be? Who's, who are his potential opponents that are lined up? I don't see any. And then it's just like, by the time he, WrestleMania gets here, what will this have done for him? That's what I'm looking for right now. Yeah. I, so, and could he? I don't know. And, and, and right now he's going into elimination chamber. There are no rematches. Right. He could fully lose the belt. 
and be asked out at WrestleMania. <laughs> like, like, like this can happen. Like, who could beside who could pop? Who could they possibly out of that six put the belt on? Joe. Well, I mean, if they were going to do that, they should. Yeah, they, they would have done that. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're not going to put it on they AJ. They could put it on Orton. They could, and and I would bang my head against the wall. Uh, I don't think they'll put it on, right back on AJ. I don't. I think it's too early for Mustafa. Jeff, no. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's either Daniel Bryan or like Orton. I think that's that's what you're looking at. I I, I can't imagine they actually put the belt back on Orton. Like they're not even relying on Orton right now. Like the show SmackDown look, over, or since look, this year started look. has relied on. Well, let me finish. SmackDown this year so far has relied on. Andrade, Mysterio, um, Shane and Mrs. Thing, Becky and AJ and Charlotte. Bryan and Becky and Charlotte. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Like, granted, they thought they have Rusev out there. They had the tag teams out there. Um, Eating time. Um, yeah, like they they've done well with Joe or uh, with Joe and um, and also Mustafa Ali times, but like. The show, as far as who it, that show revolves around and relies on from, you know, most weeks is Brian, AJ, Becky, Charlotte, and, um, and the Shane and Miz tag team. Like, that's, you know, and I, and honestly, the Shane and Miz thing is because of, like, the star power of Shane from, because of the fact that he wrestled 20 years ago. So, <laughs> it's not actually about it being good. So, I, I, I don't. I just can't, it's hard because, like, there have been weeks where, like, I felt like that was the first time I seen Randy Orton. Well, I mean, he went on, he was on a go-home show, but, like, that go-home show, when he just showed out of nowhere, uh-huh. it felt like he had been gone for, like, three weeks. Yeah. And, and, not like had seen since Christmas. And that would be, like, consistent with Orton before he's won championships. He's gone through long periods of just, like, nothing ever happened. Now, all of a sudden, he's the champion again. And th- that would be consistent with his career. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but... The Daniel Bryan thing, I'm still, I'm still wondering where this all leads uh, when it goes to WrestleMania, especially how thin that babyface side looks and who looks to be tied up with who uh, at what time. So, thin. it's one person. They have all of one one babyface male uh, main event actor on SmackDown. One AJ Styles and in in it really is a house that AJ Styles built because <laughs> ain't ain't nobody else co-signing or, or, or subletting shit. That it's man just got him. high credit, you know. Yeah, <laughs> good credit out there in the house of AJ Styles. But um, on that show, the Elimination Chamber, we have got the women's um, Elimination Chamber participants confirmed. It somehow leaked on Twitter. Uh, and the teams do not inspire much. Um, let's see. What, what, what was the word I can use? Excitement? Or when I see the match, I'm like, this could be, this little could be anything. Like, <laughs> so uh, if, if you guys want to know, and, and this is before we get to the part where um, the Raw teams had to qualify, but the SmackDown teams didn't because there's not enough TV time for them to actually ha- actually have qualifying matches over on SmackDown, or they don't want to give them that time. Um, they don't want to give them. They can make time. Yeah. Like Smack. Th- one of the things about SmackDown that makes the show weekly feel like it's a or, or makes it a better show than Raw most weeks is the fact that like they give no- the Raw. Everybody gets overexposed. Everybody has to be on TV every single week doing something, anything, something. We're on SmackDown. They'll they'll have Daniel Bryan off for a week. They'll have the Women's Champion Oscar off for a week. They'll have uh, Charlotte gone for a week or Becky or whoever else for whatever reason. Like they are not wholly dependent on having somebody on TV just for the sake of having them on TV. 
Um, I think now, <clears throat> so they, so if they want to make room for somebody to, for them to have a, a match to qualify, they could have done it. They could have. And when I'm looking at this, it's like, well, these aren't in most cases like like we've got a couple actual tag teams on here. But is this a case where we just threw any woman that like we, we threw a couple people in here that are good workers and then all the other wrestlers just get, you know, slapped into this essentially like so going through the teams, we got the Iconics who announced themselves on Twitter. Um, Nyan Tamina, who good God, um, they defeated Alexa and Mickey to qualify. The Riot Squad, meaning Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan, and they defeated Natalia, the random uh, long-standing tag team of Natalia and Dana Brooke. Um, yeah. You have the Boston Hug Connection, who has not officially qualified, but is on the graphic that has been leaked somewhere in digital. And you have Mandy and Sonya, and then the team of Naomi and Carmella. This feels thrown together as all hell. And... Looking at if if you look at this, this roster, James, I think you said something earlier that there are four women on here that you trust to to an extent. No, no, I said that there are four women that are experienced um, and competent. And, and, and was it? Twelve, yeah, out of the twelve women on here, there are exactly four of them that are both at the same time competent and also experienced. So, like. Sonya Deville is somebody that I find to be competent at, at wrestling inside of a wrestling ring. However, she's still green. Um, I find uh, Alicia Fox. She's not in it. She's not to, in it. To be experienced. Well, she's not? No. I thought she was in there. Nope. I'm sorry. Um, I'm afraid. Tamina is who I'm thinking of. Correct. I find Tamina to be somebody that is experienced. However, is not competent. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Like honestly, like the list uh, from what I from what I remember is, uh, and also it, it kind of got hurt because I'm assuming like they probably would have th- found a way to fit Ember in here, or maybe Ember would have been um, the cannon fodder for Ron of this that month. But um, I think it's going to end up being Ruby Riot. Yeah, probably now. Yeah, um, even though I think they already had a match. They, they had uh, one so, on Raw. Yeah. So. We got Bailey, we have Sasha, we have uh, Sarah Logan, and her experience is from outside of the WWE world, and we have Naomi. Naomi. Yeah, so, I, you know, I wish them the best of luck, and I hope they, I hope that they lay out a match that will help them, um, that will help accentuate their, their, uh, their strengths and hide their flaws, because it's, one, a six-person match is always easy to fuck up, let alone a six-team match. Um, so, I, I pray to God that the uh, one of the wrong pod doors doesn't open, because if that oh happens, my oh, my yeah. God. We saw the men uh, have that, and that shit turned to a disaster. Was that, was that 2015? 2015, the Intercontinental title won. Ryback won that match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 I think you got to bring in um, Nia and Tamina last and let them clean up. And then whoever's going to win, if it's not them, pretty much gets the elimination on them at the end. I think that's the best way to do this. I mean, I don't want to get into uh, as far as the layout, of, as far as who comes in the order. I, I, I would just suggest that whatever they do, they keep it to where only three teams are out at one time, ever. Boy. Like, this doesn't have to be, this, this does not have to go. Because what is it, how many minutes between um, between pause openings? Is it five minutes? Uh, I believe it's five. 
Yeah, like this thing doesn't need to go. This thing does not have to go forty minutes. If it doesn't have to, yeah. it does not have to. You know, WWE they they'll they'll extend a pay per view on you in a heartbeat. So, our <laughs> um, truth and Bobby Lashley are the Intercontinental and United States champions. They both recently won the championships. Our truth won uh, last week. Uh, Lashley a couple weeks before. Um, now. I don't want to get into the source on who said such a thing. Uh, it isn't like a reputable like outlet or anything, but they brought something up that I was like, well, is this company this like <laughs> out of touch or to, to think something like this would actually, you know, I'll just say it. So it's black history month right now. They just brought back Hogan. Oh, shit. R-Truth and Bobby Lashley getting championships. Is this supposed to pacify us? I I, I would hope not. I well, hope they don't think it like all you need I would to do hope is just this is not it. I would hope they would think like, oh, yeah, we just give these two guys bel- uh, belts for no damn reason uh, while they're still dead in the water, then, um, then you know, that would, you know, that would appease, you know, people that are upset with them. I hope not. Uh is that beyond you know, the realm of thinking for these people? Oh, absolutely not. How would you trust these people? <laughs> oh, fuck no. Um, you know, so like this is you know this is the same people that like the person that's running you know is a is a fucking uh, head of talent relations is is a motherfucker that I've seen in blackface before on on live national television. Like oh I'm not God. you know, um, oh, yeah, this, like the head of the company is a motherfucker that decided to go out there and and, and say what up, my nigga, uh, in front of Booker T for shock value. <laughs> like come on now. Like, there's a person that decided to run a, a hill, a hill stable, um, a hill stable in the '90s of, of, of fake militants, of fake militant black people. Like, no, we're not, I'm not. No, I don't, I don't trust them. Yeah. Like, think, think how many times they always want to group a bunch of a bunch of luchadors together. Why? For no other reason than they no, other than than what? The ism. The fact that they're, they're Hispanic. Yes. They're, they're Correct. Latin. Correct. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah. Um. I uh where do you see these leading because like I it looks like they're they're both being put in situations to get surrounded with a bunch of people heading into WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean I mean the R truth thing, I mean that could be, you know, we'll talk I think we might talk about it later, but that might be just, you know, just to appease R truth because he was upset about what happened on Sunday. Um and then the Blashy thing, like the Blashy thing is like All right, we got to we got to find a way to get the belt away from Seth Rollins. Um, so let's do that. Um, and he was just a guy just to help. He's a guy that's holding a belt to me. I don't think yeah. it's actually like, if it, it felt, it feels more to me like he's a guy holding a belt than actually like, and, or, or, or it could be two birds for one stone. But like, to me, if you ask me what's the, what's the number one reason amongst all the reasons, it's just like, we need to just give him something, Bro. um, because like, we got to get Ambrose away from this because we're trying to wind down Ambrose and Wallace needs to be wrapped up towards the main event. So we got to give him something hotter than that. Bobby Lashley and, cried when he won that belt. I mean, I mean, he, I mean, look, say whatever you want to about how good he is or whatever else. Like he's a person that clearly works hard. So I imagine, you know, it, you know, he's a person who's working at this for a long time. Like, if you're a belt mark, then you're a belt mark. It happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I, Razor Ramon would have been Kevin Nash would have been crying over no belt. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, definitely not no mid card belt. Yeah. Oh man. Um, 
Yeah, man. All my all my life, I wanted to be number two. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. Um, our truth, uh, and this is something James brought to my attention. I didn't really know too much about this. Uh, did you want to tell him the our truth, Nia Jax thing? Oh yeah. Um, basically, if you go back and watch the Royal Rumble when our truth comes out at number thirty, and then um, Nia Jax hits or uh, hits him from behind. Um, she was a little, she was a bit rougher than she was supposed to. Surprise, surprise, right? Uh, so, um, rep- there are there are some reports around saying that, uh, you know, he he kind of tweaked the ankle and um, he may have damaged, he may have hurt his face, and he was he was not happy about it backstage. Um, Jerry Lawler on his podcast uh, uh, mentioned as much, saying that he was upset. Um, and then next thing you know, all of a sudden he gets a random uh, title match, and then he wins the title. Um, and you know, you know, we've we've seen people, you know, we've seen people get, be given spots or whatever else to lately, especially lately to um, given time or given spots, basically to um, try to appease them uh, and their discontent. So this would just be something that falls right in line with that. Yeah, um, that would be, uh, and, and the whole Nijax and Royal Rumble thing shock value that's 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 the only thing i can explain it uh because i don't know why you have women's royal rumble if you have like them showing up in the men's royal rumble. i don't know it's 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 real kind of backwards to me it kind of uh and i i listened to uh the guys over on the right side of the pond and chad and it was just like it brought everything dead to a stop and <laughs> and just like derailed the royal rumble uh for a couple minutes to do this thing essentially and yeah my, my thing the thing for me about the about that doesn't that does that bothered me wasn't the fact that uh she was at it I, I could care less um the thing that the thing that bothered me was the fact that like they had baby faces whooping her ass they did or they had or they had a baby face whooping her ass it's like uh, that part is like not not a good idea guys yeah not a good idea um so yeah um in other news uh, in aw so um the young bucks are on their worldwide barnstorming tour uh, hitting random, quote-unquote, random indies. Uh, most of these indies, they have some type of prior relationship with or, you know, they're plugged in with somebody, like either Joey Ryan will be there or uh, it'll be like highspots.com, uh, and Josh pointed that out to me. So they walked up on the Lucha Bros. For those of you that don't know who the Lucha Bros are, that is Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix. And essentially, these guys have signed some type of deal for dates with AEW. Of course, I found out that they are still under those Lucha Underground contracts that seemingly run longer than the NWO, uh, and that means for life. Um, so these these guys are going to be doing dates in AEW. I think this is a massive pickup for those guys because obviously you're not going to do dates for WWE. AEW being flexible enough to be able to get these guys who, you know, they were on cable, a really small cable channel, but they're like a really big deal. And they're going to be commanding a lot of money. The second those Lucha Underground, um, you know, contracts are free and getting in there with those guys, having them do those dates that builds some type. I think that's going to buy them some type of loyalty when it's time for them to lay down the exclusive contracts. If it comes to that, would you agree, James? We have some technical difficulties. We are back. I was saying, um, you know, when it's time for exclusive money to start being hand- handed out, uh, do you think this would give them uh, AW some type of advantage? Uh, you know, if they if they come with the right offer 
for these guys uh, with them being plugged in now for the non-exclusive dates? Yeah, possibly, but I think that given the, the you know the ties of Lucha Underground, um, MLW, um, how they kind of have gotten AAA and CML, CMLL to kind of you know do some work together over the last year and change, I think I think they're more about trying to you know do as many dates and, and um, get as many shows as possible, and you know along with that is also like you know making some making lots of money, so. I don't. I don't think they're necessarily uh, a shoe in to end up there permanently. I think it's more of a thing of, um, of, you know, it's just trying to keep their name hot or whatever else, and doing more dates and get their name out there. Um, of uh, ties into that, but and you I mean, know who possibly, wants- but I, but I'm, I don't. I, 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 don't you think or do you really feel like they will actually really lock up U.S. like long term with them just cause? You know who would really want to push this to happen? The young bucks. Cool. They need someone to wrestle. That's true. That's absolutely true. And they'd and, be a great tag team. And they would, they would not only be a great tag team, that's a main event program in a, in a lot of places. Um, now, these guys, it's going to be a long time before the Revival shows up. Who knows what true. other tag teams are coming down the pipeline. I think AEW is going to give them a blank check and be like, what you want? Like, <laughs> like you know? Possibly, yeah, yeah, it could happen. I, I just, um, I'm not, I'm not holding my breath thinking they would ever just sign on exclusively as of like this year with them. I think, I think more things need to be figured out before they actually um, get that locked down. I mean, I, and I think the only reason that's happening is because they're under those terrible Lucha Underground contracts, or else somebody yeah, would have went and yeah. gotten their ass. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely, they would, or, or maybe you know. Maybe it's a thing where they, 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 they enjoy the fact that they can go back and forth and come and go where they please or whatever. I think I think they value that. Maybe. I don't Maybe. know, man. Cause, because, like, if we know anything about right now and, and how we feel like the game is changing, everything we're hearing about, literally anybody on any level with talent, big companies are going to be, be trying to snatch them up. Yeah. They're not going to be want to be those dudes that are just stuck out there. Like, they're eventually going to want to go cash in, essentially. I mean, obviously, you know, the the, the checks uh, kind of dictate where whatever the situation is. Like, right. if you know, obviously, I'm sure there is a price. You know, everyone has a price, but um, I mean, if, if possibly, I think I think that um, I don't know. I I think maybe I think that maybe they just want to keep so many people that are that they're continuing to work with so happy that I think they kind of don't want to go that route maybe that's what's in my head but you know you, you now you, you know you taught me out of that maybe you're right like probably they would just say you know what someday later but not right now you're probably right about that i changed my mind they you're um right. um and one other thing with aw this week they have that pool party with all the tickets and i think this is where they're going to announce the tickets going on sale for double or nothing supposedly this is going to be where other superstars or you know more wrestlers are going to be uh revealed as in major surprises they're going to be unveiling lots of talent more women's wrestlers and then kenny omega so we we'll see how that all goes and i'm sure um all things elite will have uh full coverage of that on saturday if not you know we're gonna be talking about it here too so uh to see what is going on you know all in the game right now because shit is crazy right now so i'm trying to figure this out right so Back in January, um, beginning like after uh, Rust Kingdom show, we were kind of told that, or we were kind of like led to believe that there's going to be some type of conversation between AEW, 
Ring of Honor in New Japan as far as um, sharing talent or whatever else, or getting dates on people or whatever else to make things work. And then we heard word back that night, like, the conversation never actually happened. There were talks, but they never actually had to sit down and discuss it. And that's where we, that's kind of where we left off at. So, but then you also hear that a or that Jericho's contract with AEW allows him to potentially work at uh, New Japan, uh, work do dates in New Japan, and you will be led to believe that Kenny would sign on for the same thing. My question is. If where we are, if that's where we are right now with um, where we left off at as far as trading dates and there has been no discussion on it, why would Ring of Honor now all of a sudden say, yeah, it's okay, New Japan, for you to work uh, to, to main event with Jericho and Omega now, even though, like, we don't want to share any talent? Like, none of isn't that something weird to you that that's where we're at right now? So I still like, think... Turn, it feels I, like there's two different things going on right now. I still think we're in a place where Ring Honor and New Japan are solid partners. And right. obviously Jericho has that thing because he's Jericho. Like, he's not going right. to be wrestling full-time for anybody. Now, where right. I think it could get interesting with Omega is where All Elite could actually use Omega as the bargaining chip to open up the rest of the promotion. Uh, and I believe I had a conversation with Josh, essentially like that, uh, about... If you're AW, you want Omega on, and you don't want to share Omega and make it a part of Omega's contract where he can do what he wants. Because if you can, you know, obviously these guys have been loyal. They're going to stick together. Omega to All Elite is essentially like done, right? Now, say, mm-hmm. now, how, if you're the Young Bucks, you know the Young Bucks still want to wrestle in, in uh, New Japan. You know Cody wants to still wrestle in New Japan. He wants right. to be in a G1 at some point. Right. At this point, the only thing you have left is kind of dangling Kenny Omega like, hey, if you want Omega, you got to take us all. I think that's going to be the conversation that's had, and it's going to be after, um, you know, the G1 Supercard. I I guess after. But my thing is, like, don't you feel like we already know? Don't you feel like that's kind of like, yes, it seems like they've yet to have the conversation. But don't you feel like? the game theory has dictated that they've already made a decision on that. And we kind of already know where that is based off of the fact that like they've already said no to this, or they seemingly have said no to this already. And they're going to go out there with ring, go ring on a new Japan with like what their roster is right now without the young bucks, without Cody. Like, don't you feel, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like I, th- I think New Japan's in a point where I mean they can't really do anything else but that because I, I, they, I, they, I, they have contracts with these with these dudes. They have a show that they've been promoting and sold tickets for. And after that, right. I think I think it's a whole new world. Like they're gonna reassess oh, okay. what they're doing with everybody. Okay. I, uh, all right. I, I just feel like I feel like, like um just because you've done that show, like what would actually really change as far as okay so they're going to do new they're going to do new japan dates as like these outsiders that aren't going to be doing any dates for us in theory like i, I almost feel well, like they you already know where this is going. They sh- they sh- don't you feel don't, but don't you feel like you already know how this is going to go and what's going to be offered and this at a third so and even people that are speculating like me and you already know what's what's what are like the 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 what's at play or whatever else and what's behind door two three four or five so like can we already just cut the bullshit and just get to it already? <laughs> like, you clearly already know all the scenarios. You already have it in mind of what you're going, uh, what's already at play, and it seems like you've already like laid out what's at play. So, like, why do y'all need to sit down in front of each other to get that done? Like, you need to look at each other and I to change your mind. Y'all need to play chicken with each other. Fuck. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, whatever happens, I'm sure um, February 7th on Thursday is going to give us a lot of a um, you know ideas on where things are going to go. We got a couple questions that were sent in. Uh, okay. James, go ahead. I was going to ask you, like, okay, so as far as um, who is in their women's division right now? Britt Baker and Penelope Ford. They're going to need more. Like, lots more. Like, I say, like, what does Blanchard's contract look like with Impact? Where's Santana Garrett? I'm, I know they're scouting well, stardom a lot. Well, I, right well now. I will say this. I know that. Well, that's another thing because get, guess who's doing dates in Ring Honor in Lakeland, Florida in February? Mayu Iwatani. So it's like, that's another one. And also, she was also in the, um, the Win of Honor tournament last year. So it's like, there's some, and, and they also had, um, if I remember correctly, they either had Azumi or Azuki, and they also, and it definitely had uh, Kagetsu in there. So it's like, uh, they, Stardom is working with Ring of Honor, or Women of Honor, or Ring of Honor, whatever you want to call it. So it's like, I don't, so how, also how do they handle at, that? How do they handle that? Because they, they're looking at B Priestley, and, and I think this is just, is yeah. they're playing, uh, they're playing a waiting game. But there's plenty of like women out there. But guess, like, but, but, <laughs> but guess, but guess where uh, B B Presley does uh, Priestley does tours at Stardom. Exactly. <laughs> so like it's like so I don't all know, of this stuff but, is but like I don't I don't know the politics of Stardom like where it's like all right are they officially par- partnered with somebody or is it a place where you know they're essentially getting farmed on like like every promotion will go in there and just grab individuals like. You know, well, what do their contracts well, look like? Who knows? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right on that. I have no idea, but, like, I, I watch, you know, I've been watching ever since the beginning of this year, stardom shows, and it's like CB Priestley to see Viper, you know, drop that belt to uh, uh, Yatami. Like, it clearly feels like people that aren't that aren't signed to stardom, like the people that are foreigners, the Gaijins or whatever they're, they're called or whatever, um, like they're more or less just coming in just to do dates or whatever else. And if you do enough dates or whatever else, like the crowd eventually uh, starts buying your merch because they feel like you're, you know, like the Kenny Omega thing where like they feel like you're not just a person just coming in here. You're actually a part of this. And like Prissy's one of those where mm-hmm. like she comes in, she's been with Queen Quest for like since Eel was still there. So, um, but as far as like the handling of like Mayu and Tani, like Mayu's dates, I don't, it feels to me like there's a partnership between them and, and uh, Stardom and Ring of Honor. Ring so Honor. it's like if they're going to be out here looking for some of these, uh, some of the Stardom women, whether it's like a you know someone like a Hazuki or um, uh, a Yatami or let's see Jungle uh, uh, Kiona, Kagetsu, whoever else, then it's like uh, aren't you? Isn't that going to come to? Isn't that going to come gonna be the to next a head? Battleground. Just like, just like with the Ring of Honor too. It's all or just be like a, with New Japan too. It's all going to be a battleground, boy. And then, like you know, there's also, and that's not the only promotion. Like you know, there's you know, there's the Sendai Girls that uh, that uh, Miguel Satamora does, and they're also freelancers like, um, like Hiroya Masamoto, who I would love to see her go out here and clobber some other woman. But uh, <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, um, I, it's interesting to see where this all goes. And also, it's like. Who are, who like, where? What is like, uh, so, like uh, some of the um, WWN um, like talent go? Like where, like like a Mercedes where does, like, Martinez Nicole, or some Nicole Savoy. Yeah, Merce- yeah. Nicole Savoy, Mercedes Martinez. Uh, you know, I think they get, I think they get snatched. 
Like you think so? Yes. Like but it'd be awesome to see them like on AEW because like Nicole Zavoy now that she's healthy, she can work her ass off. Nina Mercedes, like Nina Mercedes, my God. Uh Mercedes Martinez. Yep. Like definitely she you know, you, you see her work in the Mayhem Classic every single year. You saw her at, uh, at Shimon 1000. Like, you know she can go. And then, like, you know, what about, like, someone like Madison Eagles? Like, right. where does she come into play? Right. Um, it, it, it's all going to be, like, very interesting on the women's side as well because there's – and then who's who's going to be the first WWE woman to, to pull a Dean Ambrose? Like, who, who's that going to be? Because it's going to happen. Like, <laughs> so – it's all very interesting right now. So, uh, a couple questions we got sent in. I, I think that come. I think that'll come to a head maybe next year because you know I think that the women that are the good workers in on the main roster they're always going to have a use for um, because like they have a lot of like they have depth there, but they have depth in both rosters between Raw and SmackDown. But like a lot of it's dead weight, like it ain't good depth. So, um, I feel like, you know, maybe you like, you know, I'm, I'm getting a better paycheck than I would otherwise until this AEW thing shows us for real on the women's side. Um, I can be patient. Like it sucks to be back here, you know, not doing much as much as I feel like I should, but hang, I can, I can wait catering. or two. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I kind of feel like, I don't think, I don't, I don't feel like that, like the bubble's going to burst on that. Like, yet how it is with the men like may i feel like but i feel like that that is coming but like maybe a year or two from now mm-hmm. so uh dan coffin sent in two questions shout out to dan uh he asks, where's lars sullivan um, oh my god <laughs> and also is this ambrose leaving thing a work so let's start with the lars thing um he's still he apparently he was supposed to be on monday night raw last week but he, he was he would yeah that's the report he was supposed to show up to raw like they wanted him the day after royal rumble but it didn't happen for whatever reason and the last thing i heard from dave was you know the further this thing gets along and he doesn't show up the less likely he's going to get that cena match at wrestlemania which makes all the sense in the world right. um maybe i heard trust people that's out here unreliable yeah and yeah yeah i i i don't know where lars is only lars knows where he is so um i mean i I mean i hope for him i wish for him the best i hope that whatever his situation is like calms down and gets you know um gets himself back on solid footing but um you know like the show must go on and like just same thing with all with like with you know physical injuries like if you're if you can't make the date then it has to, somebody else has to be moved into that spot or whatever else. Um, especially with enough time for them to actually be able to do what they need to do for to make WrestleMania work for, for John Cena. So uh, Dan Coffin said also, is uh, the Ambrose leaving thing a work? I'm going to say it is not a work. Um, could it fully, could it be a work? Me and Josh talked about the scenarios. Like this would sure. be one of the greatest works that has ever happened. <sighs> like they, it, this would include lying to official media outlets. This yep. would include lying to wrestling media. This would include lying to the fans, which they they've obviously lied to the fans, but yeah. um, the, uh, lying in a in a completely different way. Like not like a wrestling. Like you know, this isn't real. What we're doing here. They've used this guy's real name uh, in the press release. Their press release is dramatically different from the ones that popped up in PW Torch. 
obviously if you if you type in Dean Ambrose on WWE or into Google you're going to get the WWE column there and I think there's an element of WWE wanting their version of the story out there like you know we hope to see him back and everything like that. But then you click the other one, PW Tours, this guy's creatively frustrated. He hates the hokey shit. He's, you know, all this other stuff that WWE left out of the press release. So, well, I don't know if that's left out because. I, well, obviously they're not going to put it in there. I'm not saying they left it out, oh, but they're okay, not going to put okay. it in there. So okay. I wouldn't either. Yeah, like, like if you're WWE, you, you don't say that shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, of course not. <laughs> but. Yeah, as far as it, as far as it stands, it, wait, 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 wait. But then again, they are out here uh, arguing on commentary with court, uh, with Mark, or sorry, with Michael Cole, talk, and have Michael Cole yelling out loud like a moron that Baron Corbin was out here tanking the fucking rating, and our ratings sucked. So, who knows? Maybe, maybe that is a new route to go now. Yeah, who does that normally appeal to, James? No one. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, what does hey that hey historically man, our, do? For, our, show, for... our show used to suck. Well, we not focus on you. you talk, why are you bringing up old shit? We, we, we leave that past in the past. Like we don't want to remember that shit. Like leave it alone. Um, but now, yeah. yeah, why am I watching this bad, sh- this badly rated show that people are like jumping off the ship from? Yeah, why am I? Why am I still watching it like a moron, like a sucker? So if it is a work, uh, Dan, this is one of the great works of all time because it, it involves way more than just trying to pull the, the yeah. wool over the fans' eyes. So, and, and if they yeah. do that, this is like a whole other thing I haven't seen. There's like no precedent for this, so I'll just wear that. Like, <laughs> like sorry, like, but how it looks, when it's happening, um, all this, you know, everything with, you know, Hideo and, you know, everyone's has the same complaint, creative frustration, creative frustration, creative frustration. This would be, a, this would be a long way to go to, to get to a straight line where you could just let this dude go get over. Yeah. And let's be fair. I don't care how good your wrestling show is. I don't care how successful your ratings are creative. Like, I don't care if it's critically acclaimed or whatever else. There's always going to be people in that locker room that are going to be uh, creatively frustrated because not everybody can be given the same spot. There's, it's, it's, it's game theory. There's way more, like it's musical chairs. There's way more chairs and there, there are way more busts than there are seats. So that, that's just, so whether or not, whether or not that was doing good or bad, it was always going to be people like this anyway. So that's just reality. Yep. And, you know, and this ain't the end. So, <laughs> um, last question uh, comes. But, from- but hold on, but my, my point on, I forgot why I lost the track of where I was getting on it. But my point is on that is that, um, so I do believe that it is legitimate. Um, but yeah, sure, it could be a work. Sure, it could be. But I, I, I but I doubt it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I, I think if you're holding on to 100 percent solid, that is a work. I think you're like. I don't know. Like, like I, I think you're hoping for something. So, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what up to uh, Nicholas Guerrero? Sent a question in. Uh, he says, uh, "Do you think Lesnar will finally be done after Mania?" No. <laughs> no. Nah. Nah. Lesnar is this going mother- to Saudi Arabia as many times as WWE will will go. He will be there. He will be showing up for that check. He might even still be the Universal Champion. Might be. I'd be surprised if he wasn't. Like, can you imagine if they give Seth Rollins the win that they that that they for four years have tried to give Roman? Can you imagine? 
I can't picture it. Like, like going like clean. One, two, three. I'm gonna beat you with my finish. No outside interference. No money in the bank distraction. No trying to scam the audience and rush off the air. And no, now, none now, of that. If you t- now, if you tell me that like all of a sudden the big dog shows up for the first time uh, that we have and we haven't seen him since since the fall, and he and he has he helps. Uh, he distracts uh, Brock, and then all of a sudden Rollins gets a W, and then, and then those two celebrating the ring together, Roman and um, I'm sorry, Roman and, and Rollins together. I can, I buy that more than Rollins beats him clean. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so expect Lesnar to be around. Uh, he's not. I th- he's still in the USADA pool, but he's not playing the fight. He doesn't want to fight is, anybody. He's in the USADA pool because he has to use that as leverage, leverage. to get, to, yeah, to leverage Vince into giving him money, give him that, um, that it's like, X num- number of mat or this amount of money per match or appearance or whatever. It's, so, it's like, yeah, how hasn't Vince, it's like, how hasn't Vince figured this shit out yet? Like he's, he's being worked. So, <laughs> This one, man, the greatest worker, like a of, of, of manipulator of minds, of of fans, of wrestlers, doesn't realize he's being manipulated by a dude that has literally surpassed Hogan, like in this in this respect of being able to work a promoter into contracts, power, championship reigns, and being on top way longer than you probably should be. Yeah, I mean, I. I wouldn't say that like Vince is just stupid. I, I wouldn't say that no. Vince he's not or, stupid. Or, he he's no, just no, no, falling no, no, for no, no, it. No, no, I don't no, know no, why. No, no. I'm not saying that Vince doesn't realize what's going on or Hunter. I think they both recognize what's going on. I think the thing is like that's the price of the brick, and I want the brick. Therefore, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, like I got the money for it, so who cares how much I pay for it? It's still going down my nose anyway, right? right. So I think that I, I, they, you know. I feel like I need to get off that narcotic, but that's yeah. how they feel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So, anyway, that is going to wrap up One Nation Radio. Thank you guys yeah. for this, all this listening. Is, this man is a dope fiend from Brock Lesnar. Wipe the blow off your nose. <laughs> yeah, man. So, make sure you check us out over on our Patreon channel. With all types of bonus content, if you want to, uh, you know, send send a couple bucks our way, give us a taste uh, of of the green, the green money be green, as uh, oh, D'Angelo Barsdale used to once say. Uh, check out prowrestlingtees.com slash social suplex. Pick yourself up a social suplex podcast network shirt. Pick yourself up a One Nation Radio shirt and a Keeping It Strong Style shirt. With more shirts to come. Um, James, any final thoughts before we roll up out of here? No, um. I just hope that uh, in the next weeks, next week and weeks to come, that like we can have Seth Rollins like in the ring do something physical with Brock Lesnar. It doesn't leave him laying because I'm I'm really getting tired of like Brock Lesnar just leaving leaving people laying over and over and over again and then beating them, making them like just a plate of piss. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of over that. Yeah, Seth. Like, I, I was over it last year with Roman. Look, like it, Roman, like you said, like Roman should have been out here cracking that man every single segment. Every time they had a, they were in the ring together, he should have been whooping that man's ass. All then, this, then it's then it's all kind of then it's like less terrible that he got beat. Right. As opposed to you know what he that tells ass, me. And outsmarted this dummy week after week after week, and then we bust head open, and then we beat him, and then we beat him. You know what that tells me? It's like they they had to change the finish that day. Like the, there was no like the idea. Had to be. It had to be that 
Rock had beat the shit out of this dude forever. And he, the working idea was he's going to win at the end. And then they got there and they were like, oh my God. He's not tan enough. <laughs> Something happened. Something That's happened. what happened. He wasn't tan enough. <laughs> Something happened. But they, but, fought the fi- they fought the finish over a tan, yes, They fought the finish uh, at, at WrestleMania 34 and. It was it was it was a wrap after that, but uh, make sure you guys check out more WCW shit. More yes, WCW yes, shit. yes, WCW jams. This, this is what you're watching. I'm trying to tell you. Um, so yeah, make sure you guys check out all the other shows here on the network. Keeping it strong style. Wolford watches all things elite. Omega Luke, uh, Roman watches shit. Ricky and Clive and the Outsiders Edge. And we will holler at y'all Tuesday night uh, after Raw and SmackDown for that review. And, of course, check us on the Patreon, The Road to 173-0. and 0. Um, We up out of here. Peace. Later. Thank you for listening to One Nation Radio. We'll see you next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.